Welcome to Chew On That. My name is Scott Easton. I'm the downtown pastor for Life Church here in Green Bay. And you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church. And it happens to be the Becoming Jesus People series. And once again, we're uh, covering a message from our friend, Pastor Sean Hennessy, in part three of that sermon series. Joining me today are my very good friends, Nancy Goosey. Say hi, Nancy. Hello. And we're super grouper, like grouper. We're super grouper. <laughs> super groupers. We're super like a fish. Grouper. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky to have our friend. Pastor Sonny Hennessy here to discuss it with us as well. Hi, Sonny. Hi. It's You're so really exciting. good at that. You think so? Except for the super grouper. But you were going to town. I was like, dang, he's like professional. Mm-hmm. Not professional. You sound professional, but like you look professional right now. I wish people so? could see you. Oh, oh, yeah. You got some buttons in front yeah, of you. Well, that's awesome. definitely true. I, I definitely have this stuff. All the super fans. Because when we started this, it was like two turntables and a microphone. It was like just like. It wasn't I, even that. Yeah, we just like pulled them out of a, a backpack and it was okay, let's go. Let's crack this up. Hey, what the pandemic did, yes, right? Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. And so Fancy now we're now. equipped to do really great stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so today we're talking about part three of the Becoming Jesus People sermon series. And here, like Sean broke it down. I feel like the sermon was almost in two parts. I feel like there was this first part where like Sean just like let loose. And then he said, but let me try to like focus in on like how you can be a difference. I feel like he started more on like for him and like mm-hmm. what really just like what the year last year or a year and a half meant for him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of good stuff there. So maybe before we even get into the five things for 50 days part, maybe we can just talk a little bit about COVID and maybe a little bit about, um, because you're here, Sonny, maybe we talk just a little bit about like, you know, what that did look like. Mm-hmm. I was, I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, who, um, she's really growing in her faith and I love that she's growing in her faith and she's making all these realizations of things that like I, I had been trying to tell her, Hey, what if it were like this instead? No, it's not like that. It's like this. And that's rah, 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 right. And so like people are just like, I mean, I was like that. So I know where that is. And so anyway, I was having a conversation with her last night and so she said that she was watching you while Sean was speaking about his year and she saw the pain on your face and that that humanized you for her. Wow. And I feel like, yeah, we are human. And (laughs) that has, it has felt like a year that we didn't get to be. Yeah. And I think that's been a pastoral, uh, hurt in our nation. I'm sure in our world, uh, there's been a lot of pastors resign during the pandemic. There's been people that they retired and yes, they were on the retirement age, but they were the guys who like, I was going to retire at this age. And I got another 10 in me, you know, Mm -hmm. two years ago, they had 10 in them and now they're retired. Rick Warren is retiring and he had a spurt of energy two years ago and knew he had more in him years and years. Um, Another friend of ours, he's in his sixties and he didn't plan to retire anytime soon. He retired this year. So retirement uh, resignation just can't do it anymore. That was around, but when you're in it as a pastor, uh, you don't always get viewed like you were a human in the pandemic Mm -hmm. and we really were. And so, you know, we would see things on social media about other pastors, but also about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we were just like, Oh my gosh, like we're really, really weak right now. And then we're being treated as though we don't have eyes to read your comment, or maybe you want us to, but you don't think we have emotions to, to hurt from what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah, it was a, it was a rough year. And, uh, you know, for Sean, the first part of the sermon to talk about his need for immersion was out of i I'm at the end of myself, which really the prodigal son, that's what it took yeah. in the Bible was I'm at the end of myself. Like I'm eating with the pigs and I just need God. And for us, we were at the end of ourselves, luckily not in a self-induced eating with the hogs, but in a, we're at the end of ourselves because our kids went through this, like everybody else's kids went through this. And as parents, we thought we were better equipped to get them through this, but instead we're disappointed in ourselves and, uh, we can't seem to control what's going on this year. I think that was right. We talked a little bit, maybe in our last podcast, I'm not sure when it was, but Everybody went into COVID at the same time. Mm-hmm. Everybody went into the pandemic at this, like literally same the day. same weekend. The <laughs> yeah. same. I don't even know what it was, March yeah. 10th or something. Right after the NBA canceled yeah. the game. Yeah. yeah. Right. So we all went into it at the same time. We all felt that pain right away, but then we're all kind of coming out of it differently. Mm-hmm. And the way that it's still affecting some people is different than how it's affecting others. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like a lot of people would probably resonate with what that looked like for you guys as far as... Um, 
feeling that exhaustion because now it's been, you know, we used to say, oh, it's been a year since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's been how many months? Yeah. And like it's, and yeah. we, it's just, it's a timeline thing that we keep going back to. Like, how long has it been since? Right. And, and where are we at now? And people would resonate with the exhaustion of yeah. like, oh, now what? Like, I have to keep going, mm-hmm. you know? So what, what have you done? Like, because Pastor talked about it as far as like going back to like, what are those things to really immerse yourself? Mm-hmm. But, how do you, how do you get up the next day? And like, what do you do mm-hmm. when you're feeling these deep feelings of not, not wanting to be done in a, in a strange way, but just being exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like it would be easier to give up right. than to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when you're exhausted, but your job is to be strong for others, mm-hmm. you're in a juxtaposition because uh, I need to give out, but I don't yeah. feel like I have anything else to give yeah. out. And so we, ha- we did have to pull back. We didn't like, like pastor said in the message, we didn't pull back at first. At mm-hmm. first it was, I mean, that's why this podcast exists. And you know, that was, Scott didn't pull back. You didn't pull yeah. back. Like, we, we all pressed in yeah. and especially early on mm-hmm. and thank God we have a gazillion podcast for people to every single week be further discipled in. Mm-hmm. And we pressed into, uh, basically home groups are pockets mm-hmm. and we encourage people to get more connected. And, and I think the big thing is to not look to Sean and I as their God, their Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably where that disconnect is that we're not human and don't have feelings is, well, they were always there. Pastor always preached. Why is he not mm-hmm. preaching every Sunday? And he said, I mean, it was, we just thought it was worth him preaching 50 Sundays a year for eight years, seven years, because then he became the Packer chaplain. He did take some off for the first season before the pandemic. But he would get done with Sunday and go home. And if we as a family didn't, this is pre-pandemic, because pre-pandemic, none of us were as family oriented. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Right. Right. Uh, that was one of the first things everybody was excited about. Oh, yeah. we get to play <laughs> games and be around the table. And then week two, we're like, wait, we don't get to go back to real life. So mm-hmm. we loved it as a family. But prior to that, if nobody was in the same room on a Sunday afternoon, he'd head up to his home office and start working on his message for the next week. Mm. So there wasn't even like more than a two, three hour period where he wasn't going into a message or getting ready for the next. And now Pastor Scott is, he's preached more often as I've preached on this teaching team. Do you ever go, my God, I'm glad that he yeah. does that most of the time. Yeah, yeah, for Because sure. if I do it every other month or every yeah. three months, like just the spiritual load, Thursday, Friday, yeah. Saturday, leading in. I don't know if you've said this, but I've thought, yeah, I don't know. I don't need to do this again. Yeah. Like yeah. then you do it. And then that is that, that, you know, excitement and that, Oh God did something right after, but leading into it, you're like, I don't even want to be in ministry Yeah, yeah. Sunday morning at five. I, right. this is oh, right. stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sometimes wonder, I don't sometimes wonder, I wondered in, since Sean taught the message yesterday, there's this thing that we have an assumption of as Christians, especially as uh, either not fully immersed Christians or young Christians or whatever. We think that at some point we're going to arrive at a place where we're perfect. And in fact, our pastors are perfect. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at them, we assume that everything they must do or that they do or the way that they behave or the way they act is anointed and appointed by God. Mm-hmm. And so like they're perfect in what they're doing. And so like you said, they regard us as their God or as like a something. And they don't, well, we don't say that in our heads. Mm-hmm. It's something that we just assume in our hearts, you know, and they're like, oh, well, I mean, they're perfect. I mean, they've, they can't be a pastor without being perfect. Mm-hmm. And those other Christians can't be really Christians if they're not perfect. So either they're faking or they're perfect. Mm-hmm. And so not knowing wow. that all of us are not perfect. Perfect, mm-hmm. and, and including the pastor people. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the things that always appealed to me about Sean and about your teaching is it's vulnerable and transparent and, you know, admitting our shortcomings. And so when I think about this woman, right, how she just assumed like, oh my gosh, then I saw Sonny's pained face. And I'm like, um, yeah, that's her husband. Like, <laughs> like, like as though like, what, it's what not like she's expect? the queen yeah. and king of England or something where like, and I wouldn't but, want to be that. Look no. at Megan Markle. Right, yeah. I mean, like talk about being open to hate. But even, I mean, along yeah. those lines though, you're, you're buddy, the elf, you're the joy. Yeah. You're the, you're the, that's been the, the worst. bright light. Mm-hmm. And how do you, how do you take on that? That's a lot of weight. To I'm carry. glad you brought that up because this is one thing I don't think people talk about, especially in the mental health community. They talk, 
this is coming probably from someone who's the opposite of, well, I struggle mm-hmm. with being, you know, an introvert and wanting to be alone or, you know, I struggle, I'm melancholy. And so my mental health has struggled more and mm-hmm. I struggle with depression. So I'm more depressed. The pandemic has sent me into a, a cave of despair that we almost expect. And we're like, oh gosh, we mm-hmm. got to help people more. But for the extrovert and the buddy, the elf, the excitable, joyful person, and I can only speak for me and I'm not saying I'm, I have it worse. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this isn't something I've had to encounter before because I can typically be the joy in my home, the joy in my circles. I wake up happy and excited. I go to mm-hmm. bed excited to wake up and ready for my coffee. Now, if I had to fast coffee, I wouldn't go to bed as excited, <laughs> but I'm like, oh my gosh, tomorrow I'll put maple syrup and ice. And like, <laughs> I go so to true. bed ready for the next day. Like, yeah. I wish that I could fall asleep quicker so I can get to tomorrow. Yeah. When that shifts, there is this, and, and our son Isaiah, he's been Buddy the Elf since he could coo and up until the pandemic. So when you hit a low, it is like a dark, deep hole that you never have lived in. And you, it's like you're in the dark and it feels like you're on a balance beam and there must be a canyon below you. Mm -hmm. And you're afraid to move because you're in such a new, scary place that you feel like you make the wrong move. You're going to just fall into that dark pit and you're scared at a new level. And I never have dealt with anxiety. I haven't dealt with depression. Um, and so that, that was, and I think the pandemic now made people deal with it differently, but now you didn't just have introverts struggling or melancholy struggling. You had the world struggling. And then as you said, coming out of it, you know, we always do better as a people, as a nation, as families, when we're unified, this, this pandemic has divided. We know Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. but then like you said, everything comes, everyone's come out of it differently. That's also division. So like we had people who were coming out of the pandemic who were like, why are you not open? It's September one. Why is the church not open? Mm -hmm. And I think we had people upset and probably left our church over. You don't, you, you know, are, being political in this way, maybe, or why are you choosing to bow to the man and you're not just opening your doors? Well, downtown opened sooner, but we knew we were for sure a large gathering. There was no way around it. Mm -hmm. And we didn't want to come back without kids ministry. And frankly, we could have been shut down by the state and lots of other people. (laughs) If we just put kids in there right away in September, we also were like, we don't, we don't really want to come back with a mask mandate that we're mandating it as well. And in Wisconsin, we were exempt, but there were a lot of police like, you know, Mm -hmm. what do you call it? The police that are not police, the civil population, just normal people were policing people. And so we're like, we don't have a piece about coming back in September. We need to wait until we have a piece. Um, and so even that was a mm-hmm. dividing factor that we weren't meeting yet. And people read more into it than we don't move unless we have a peace and we're mm-hmm. seeking God on this. Right. And when we came back, there still wasn't everybody that came back. Even this Sunday, how many people do we run into are like, it's my first Sunday back. Yeah. We've been open since January 10th. Yeah. And we, we, two weeks ago, we're still having people like, when are you going live in person? We're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so everybody's coming out of mm-hmm. it differently, like you said. And that creates more visible division, which the enemy has loved, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like to that degree or to that point, like we, we want to be at odds with everybody. Like, Ugh. I feel like we, like we, the flesh so does. Gonna, right. Yeah. Yeah, so right. I'm going to, I'm going to create a narrative. Like you said, like, we're not coming back until we feel at peace. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you could say that all day long, but if you, if I want you to be a political instrument or if I want you to be whatever, I'm going to mm-hmm. paint the story that way. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? And so like, and then I'm going to tell all my friends about it yeah. as though it's fact. Yeah. And it's like, well, did you talk to them about it? Yeah. Nope. I didn't, but I just know you can just look at them the way they, all right. Well, and let me just be as bold because you guys know I have no filter. Right. So you get sunny in a corner. You're going to hear it all. <laughs> Somebody painted the picture, one of our team members on one of our teams and then put it all over their group chat. So they, they took out, like, I always say this, when people leave a church, they have an option and some people choose to leave the church. This like with a machine gun walking yeah. out backwards. Like, let me take out as many as I can on my way out. Let me destroy people, relationships, mindsets. And there was a couple individuals on a team that were like, oh, well, they're not going back in September because, you know, pastors, 
it's all about the Packers. Mm. Well, he couldn't even do anything with the Packers last season. They were shut down. Fans weren't allowed. He wasn't allowed in the stadium. Had zero to do. And you know what? It did no good for us to say it wasn't because of the Packers. But like you said, if people are looking for, they don't hear, we've been seeking God. We don't have a peace about coming back yet. They can just go ahead. But you know what? This Mm -hmm. isn't just pastors. If you want to, you can, you can, this didn't stop in middle school at 13 years old, making up complete lies and rumors. Right. And, and so I think this Sunday for Sean to just say, I wasn't good. And do I want to do this long-term? Is this the long game for us at Life Church in Green Bay? Yes. We don't want to be the resigning, retiring pastors. So you have to make changes when you have to get immersed in Jesus for yourself. And he, he needs at least every other week off to refresh for himself. And that makes sense. I want to take a second still on this topic to talk about empathy for a second, because I mm. feel like the, 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 the hole that we all fell in on March 11th, 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Like we all fell in at the same time. So we were all, I guess, in the same storm, I guess there's that meme, right? We're not all in the same boat, but we're mm-hmm. for sure all in the same storm where we should all be looking at the boat across from us and saying, hey, I'm really sorry that's happening. Right? Like I feel you. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And so, we, and so I feel like we, a lot of us started there. Like we were all like feeling sorry, but then like we got divided by whatever the media, by mm-hmm. entertainment, mm-hmm. whatever you, however you want to like point the finger, that's mm-hmm. fine. But then we like, that's when that coming out of it differently started. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, I feel like it all has to do with empathy, like feeling like, Oh, I feel for you. Or yeah. like, I, I can imagine how that might hurt, or I know how much that might hurt or whatever. And we, and we kind of abandoned that over the course of the last year and a half. And so when I think about this sermon series and this idea and, and the life church culture of being life giving. That's for me anyway, it's all about empathy. It's all about, mm-hmm. cause I feel like Jesus was super empathetic mm-hmm. when I think about how he dealt with, you know, like marginalized people or sinning people or whatever. Like he knew the same things that the Pharisees knew about those people, mm-hmm. but those, the Pharisees were non empathetic about it. Mm-hmm. And Jesus was super empathetic about it. So mm-hmm. like Jesus knew that they were doing wrong and he didn't leave them doing wrong, mm-hmm. but first he helped them. First, he gave them a hand. First, he mm-hmm. assisted them. First, he felt for them. He sat with them and like carried their burden a little bit before saying now, like, Hey, let's just not sin tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, you know? Well, And Jesus was simple. And as you say that, it reminds me that Jesus sat with them or he healed them. And then he'd say, go and sin no more. He didn't have a 12 step religious ritual as the Pharisees and Sadducees had. And, and this reminds me, and again, no filter. Uh, this reminds me of the George Floyd situation. Mm. Like talk about us getting hit as a society twice Mm -hmm. really quickly. So Sean was asked to go pray for the peaceful March. And this Mm -hmm. was before like things were burning all over the place. Right. right? This was just like in the very beginning. And he, and he preached or he prayed and he only said scripture and he got done. And I'm like, Oh, he could have like said so much more. And I, as, cause I don't have a filter. I'm like, I would have said this, this is all he did is if my people who are called by my name Mm -hmm. will humble themselves and pray. And he, he's, that was his prayer in Jesus name. Amen. What a, what a wise man Mm -hmm. to say, let me take this and keep this at what uh, there doesn't need to be opinion or politics. Mm -hmm. But as the Sadducees and Pharisees did, it was so much more complicated. Just like after George Floyd, Jesus would have said, I have empathy. Like, this is some messed up stuff. People are hurting. Let me sit with them. Let me. But like, I don't need to go into, okay, now let's get into the political on one side or the other and draw this out. And that's what happened in our country. Yeah. Jesus wouldn't have done all of the extra that happened in the last year. Um, And I think Sean is, is slow to speak and quick to listen. And I need to do that more. But I think in some ways our silence on our stance and opinion throughout this entire year has probably created more conjecture. Mm. That's why he didn't stand up and say, Hey, our family's been through a lot until this Sunday. And I had some people who come, came up tears in their eyes who were like, I had no idea. And he really didn't give a ton of details about anybody other than himself. And it was our whole family. And they said, I had no idea. I think a lesser man would have wanted to say this a year ago to get people to quit, to get off his back and to feel sorry for him. But Sean is selfless. So he's like, I think you staff said, you don't know, you don't need to share everything. That's your other family's story, but you can go ahead and share because people would understand that you're not just needing to be strong in everything to everyone right now. And that was Jesus empathy without all the complications of the details Mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah. 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 
last night we um, uh, at downtown we were uh, cleaning up one of the blocks around our church, and uh, Abe was with me because uh, like uh, my wife's out of town. My daughter was well, with some friends. And so he was just going to be at home and I didn't like that. And so he was with me. And so we were doing this cleanup and he hated it because it was hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's cleaning up the street, you know, cigarette butts and stuff. Anyway, so we got done and I was, we were driving, I was driving back home and I, I was telling about how, while I was cleaning the street, like I was standing in the median and I know I'm standing in the median. Like, I mean, the, the, you, people shouldn't be in the median, but I, like, I'm clean. Clearly I've got this big, like I'm, you know, I'm cleaning. Yeah. And so, but like people, even though there's no one on the street, like wouldn't move out of the lane by the median. They just like blow right by me, like super close to me. Mm. Like even though like there's no one on the street, like they could have easily pulled over. And I, I, I'm not trying to make people feel bad for me, but it, it gave me a, a nice talking mm. point to Abe to say, listen, there's not enough empathy in the world. Mm. Like there's nothing to stop the lady in the Maxima from just moving over a lane mm. right before blowing right next to me. But people just don't care to think about other people. They don't mm. care to put themselves in their situation or care about what they have to deal with. They just, they know I've got to get someplace yeah. and it would be like a whole extra thing for me to put a blinker on and then right. change lanes and put my blinker on again and change mm -hmm. lanes again. as though that's the worst possible thing in the entire world. Like just to show kindness mm -hmm. for a second. Mm -hmm. And I said, I said, buddy, this is one of the things I love about you because I feel like you're super thoughtful and considerate in those ways. Like you think through things and how it's going to affect people. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's, I mean, that's the Jesus thing. Like that's mm -hmm. what this looks like. It has nothing to do with how many Bible verses you've memorized yeah, or how yeah. many rituals you've gone through or how many masses or services you've attended. It's mm -hmm. about being like Jesus and empathy is where that starts. For sure. I just feel like as it surrounds this COVID thing, we got to stop pointing our fingers at people and making assumptions about them. And what if we just like assume the best of them? Mm -hmm. Like instead of looking at Sean as though like he's, you know, holed up in his, you know, <laughs> you know, big giant, you know, compound in Indian trails. Right. And like, he only comes oh, out. Hey, why don't oh, you no. give the address? Cause people <laughs> are, you know, and when he, look, and he leaves is he goes and sees his friend, mm. his best friend, Aaron Rodgers, cause he's the chaplain of the mm -hmm. Packers. Like we build these stories in our heads and then we build resentment around these stories that aren't mm -hmm. even true to begin right, with. Right. This is the opposite. Well, since you brought up Indian and, trails, oh. um, he's like, Oh crap. Um, <laughs> no filter. I mean, so we put our house on the market, not at the beginning of the pandemic and not because we were resigning, but because the market's insane. <laughs> yeah. And I Crazy. did some interior design work inside right. and we, we like could put it, I mean, the realtor contacted us, said, this is what you could probably sell it for. Might sit for a while. It's gotta be the right buyer, but you could sell it for this. And we're like, why wouldn't we, right. um, mm -hmm. we can go live in the apartment above the exchange if we sell it until we figure out right. and right. get closer to the church and to peer and live there. Why wouldn't we make a profit? Honestly, it's a parsonage for the church right. and the, the church benefits from a really great market instead yeah. Like you said, people can assume mm -hmm. they've painted a picture that's completely opposite. Right. I mean, probably it's not the smartest thing to have our teenage kids not get to live in their home anymore. But we have been in a pandemic and tithes went down. And we're right. like, if we can make a lot of money in this market, that honestly, it's crazy and inflated. And the, the church can make a lot of money. Yes. Right? The church the would benefit. Absolutely. The church. It's, yeah. We, the church, mm -hmm. the parsonage. Right. Yeah. Uh, then why wouldn't we do that? We can go live in another church property that's a two-bedroom apartment above the exchange, and I can have coffee every morning. Like, right. yeah. like maple no. syrup and, ice and then cream. your joy yeah. comes back, and then it's all easy. Yeah, I'm around people more. <laughs> like we just felt like that seemed like the 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 thing to do if you're a good steward. Yeah, mm -hmm. and when that blows mm -hmm. up in your face, which right. it did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes not even with people who attend our church. Mm -hmm. And and this has been a good lesson for me, though. I want everybody to like me. me too. I'm Buddy the Elf. I'm like, smiling is my mm -hmm. favorite. Are we not best friends? Mm -hmm. And this is the best coffee. Like, yes. I don't understand why you're mad at me. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I need to get over that because that's not me having a fear of God. That's having a fear of man. That's it. And a fear of man is crippling. And I've lived under a crippling fear of man since I was a kid. Yeah. Why, why can't I get through that? And so that's been a step for me in this pandemic. Yeah. Because wow. people are always going to let us down, whether they're like newborn infants or whether right. they're grown people, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, there's going to be people that react <laughs> negatively to us. Mm -hmm. And if that ruins me, that's a poor testimony or a poor witness to who I say that God is yeah. to me. Yeah. And so like, I'm enough mm -hmm. in God, like everything I am is like what God says, like mm -hmm. what's her face saying that? 
It's she that's has a name. Uh, the singer? The singer. You man. are who I yeah. I am who you say yeah. I am. Yeah, that's that lady. <laughs> On Hillsong. Yeah. I don't know who it is. Do you not, not really know who it is? Well, I know the song. I don't know who the singer is. You're supposed to be listening to oh. Jesus music. When we were all opening the, the exchange, I would hum that as I'm like making salads. Is it Carrie Job? It just came no, out. No, it's Brooke it. Frazier from no, Hillsong. No, it's not Brooke Frazier. Oh. You guys. Oh, no. Anyway, <laughs> my point is, is that that's who we say we are. If we, if we try to like pin or anchor who we are based on whether people like us or not, whether mm-hmm. man loves us or not, then that's, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like, it's like a nail. It's like, we're pinning it to jello and that's just <laughs> on a hot day. And that's just going to smear and smoosh. And it, you're never going to know what that's going to be at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But I know that, you know, if I pin that to who God, like God is immovable. Mm-hmm. His opinion of me doesn't change ever. Even mm-hmm. when I'm the worst person or the best person that I can be, his opinion of me never changes. Mm-hmm. Your opinion mm-hmm. of me could change all the time. Your opinion can be a change. Cause like you're Flawed people. Mm-hmm. God's not flawed. Yep. And so the second right. that I think that, oh, this person doesn't like me. Oh, I'm the worst mm-hmm. person. Well, but what the devil does is he tries to whisper in our ear, well, they wouldn't say it if there wasn't truth, right? And they go after the insecurity mm-hmm. of, well, should I be more self-aware? Lauren Daigle. I can't believe you guys. Yes, Lauren I Daigle. Know. I didn't know that was her. Yeah, that's because you're. Yeah, not... that's true. It is Lauren Daigle. Yeah, well, I know. I'm sorry. I just was telling <laughs> well, you guys. That, yes, is, that truth. is true. I confirm you that are in correct. my spirit. <laughs> yes. You guys. <laughs> the internet says so. I do want to ask something about that, though. Going back to the the finding your worth and immersing yourself in Jesus, like Pastor Sean shared that he heard from God that he wasn't fully immersed, mm. and he was doing 30 hours a week on mm. like studying the Bible and praying and journaling and all of these things. And it kind of left me, if I'm being honest, thinking, "Ugh, gosh, if, if he's doing all of that mm. and I'm just not, ju- not just, but I'm, I'm just doing my bright morning and I'm just journaling and I'm just doing like this Bible study reading plan. Like, is that enough? Mm. Because am I fully immersed right. if I'm just doing those things it definitely made me question, like, what is enough if he's doing all of this and, and felt like that wasn't Well, and enough. I think that points to the the Bible story of the woman who gave, basically in our terms, pennies. Right. Mm-hmm. And Jesus was moved by her mm-hmm. because everybody else did all of the grandeur and the, the parade of what it looks like to pray and fast and give all your money, you rich people. Yeah. And he was like, oh, no, like she's giving. It was a heart issue, right? Mm-hmm. And when when Pastor said, I was putting in 30 weeks, 30 hours a week, every week mm-hmm. for years, like, and yet I wasn't fully immersed. And he said, because when you start to do something professionally, I mean, I can tell you from yeah. experience, and I don't think this is breaking any confidence, Packers, they call it work. They're not like, I get to go to the fills. It's fun today. <laughs> There's work. They're like, yeah, yeah. I got to be to work. Like I have to, I got to be at mm-hmm. work. And I'm like, how do they call it? Because it's work. When you become a professional doing, it's a different level. And it does, it can take the fun or the, the personalized the personal, feeling yeah. out of it. Yeah, it sense. reminds me of, have you ever heard of people who they're like, well, my husband builds houses. He's a construction worker. He also is a plumber. And we've had a leak in our sink for three years and we have drywall that's not mm-hmm. finished. Right. The cobbler's mm-hmm. children's shoes, right? Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, that's just a reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That makes sense. So it was more about how it was with his personal relationship Versus like the amount of time that he's spending. We don't need an hour in the Bible five days a week if it's not connecting and changing us. We need a five minute, if we learn by hearing, audio devotional in our ear and then actually walking it out that day. Mm -hmm. There's the difference. I feel like immersion and the widow's might to that Mm -hmm. point, these are, these are percentage issues, right? Mm -hmm. They're. Like for the widow's mite, like that was like 99% of what yes. she had, mm-hmm. right? So even though it was three pennies, she, or that's bad you math. Don't. I just totally did bad math. Just then. That's <laughs> okay. We're to. not math people. Right. Anyway, but like, so for the rich dude, right? He ate $5,000, but he's like worth $5 billion. Right. So that's like, you know, the money between his seats in his car, right? It's Britney Spears when she went and spent 50000 on underwear. Yes. Did she really do that? 
Can we do the underwear dance? Dun, 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 underwear, dun, dun, underwear, 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 underwear. They were. I remember being so offended. This was pre-free Britney, but she went and she spent. It might have been. I mean, it might have been twenty. It might have been fifty. It might have been a hundred. But at the time, you know, we're making thirty thousand a year right. as a couple. Yeah, both working, and I'm going. She spent fifty thousand on underwear. She could pay somebody's salary. She could right. get someone out of you know, welfare. And I just, so, because yes, but to her, right. what's that on underwear? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm I sorry. Do I, had rich, to steal that. I do wonder if rich people like wear a pair of socks once and then just throw, like, them, away. throw them away. I know that the mismatch issue is an issue, yeah. right? So, like there's gotta be a solution. Gotta be a solution. If, I were like, if I were Justin Timberlake, I would wear a pair of socks and then I'm done with those socks because like, there's nothing better than a first Wearing of I mean, socks yeah. or sweatshirts. Is it strange that we all know that that Pastor Scott loves new underwear and socks? <laughs> I mean, this guy. Talks I mean, he's got a song a for it and everything. <laughs> he does. He has a song, and you did good so editing. You were Keith. Did great. Anyway, my I'm point sorry. is, is that it's about percentages, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. And so when we talk about immersion, mm-hmm. like if it, even if you get it from a time perspective, because if I do my math right, it's 168 hours a week, right? We've got 168 mm-hmm. hours a week. And for most Christians, most Christians who call themselves Christians and go, say that they go to church, right, that that hour that they spend in church is one 168th wow. of a percent, right, or whatever that works. Right. I'm mm-hmm. really bad at math. Anyway, and so, like, when we talk about being immersed in God or immersed in our Jesus journey, immersed in trying to find him more, if I'm spending an hour out of 168, I wish I knew what the percentage is. But it's obviously, right, that's less than... A percent, a lot. right? Yeah. You know, so it's like a, you know, it's like thirty, it's like point three percent, and so this idea that oh, so am I going to read a Bible every day? Pff, screw, like what yeah. did Sean do? Yeah. That's what Sean did. He raspberry. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know right. what I mean, he did. Like, I'm going to spend fifteen minutes a day mm-hmm. reading the Bible. Forget that. I've got stuff to do. Like, what do you have to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, where did you get those hundred sixty-eight hours to begin with? Mm-hmm. And if I tie them my time, like I'm supposed to tie them my treasure, well, that's sixteen point eight hours. Sixteen hours. That's right? two that's hours two, that's more two than two days. hours a day. Right. Yeah. But what's great about it, and because he talked about the five things that we do for fifty days to mm-hmm. see. I mean, because it's kind of like you try it. It's yeah. going to work. Just like mm-hmm. if I did P90X for 90 days, I'm sorry, I would look better. Yeah, you'd be but ripped. But I'm just P90 not going to... What? I don't think anyone does P90 anymore. Uh, no, Sean did. He, did. he did. He looked really great. He did it three <laughs> sessions. <laughs> oh, let's think back to those really days. Great. I did. I wish I could. Yeah. Uh, if you do it, you will become ripped if you follow right. the food plan. Yeah. But how many get to day three? And so the fi- five for 50 days, what I loved is he didn't just give us one. And the reading plan he gave us, I listened to it today. I was like, <gasps> wait, too. that was really short. That's yeah. it. Me too. So I'm like, I, like, oh. I better get another one because that was easy. Well, that's a great thing because I also, this to get my 10%, my 16 plus hours a week. Well, he talked about quit listening to secular music for 50 days, whatever mm-hmm. you put in, that's, that is scripture, but that's also the music, what you watch on TV. If people for 50 days didn't watch the stuff that really we should close, or if our kids walked in the room, we would pause it. Mm-hmm. There's your cue. Yes. Then maybe you don't watch for 50 days, those shows that are on the fringe and you know it, but you're like, Oh, I'm an adult. Well, you're justifying whenever you have to justify, there's a, a red flag. And so if I listen to only Christian for me, it's only going to be worship. Cause I don't really like Christian music other than worship. Right. And that's just a reality. I think it sounds cheese ball. So I'm going to listen to worship. I'm not. And that's kind of probably my go-to. I don't think I have enough time or integrity to just think I can listen and watch whatever I want. I'm sorry. And I know I'm a professional pastor. Mm -hmm. I don't have the luxury. I don't have the time to listen to stuff that isn't worship or Christian. I don't have the time to read books, the fantasy books or romance novels, because I'm like, oh my gosh, that's time that robs me of the stuff I should be putting in. And if I can't put something good in, then at least take out the bad because you can, with, with worship, with a Jesus book, with the scripture, uh, with prayer journaling, you easily can get 16 hours a week in if you combine those five. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You were going to say yeah, something. I was, I was just thinking because you were referencing time being limited, mm-hmm. like not having the time to entertain some of those things. I think part of that is also not having the space mentally. That's like, really what I'm saying. You can't, yes. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, you can't, you can't afford that mental Mm -hmm. space to that thing and then still be able to filter that knowing 
oh, if I watch that, I, I can't keep it in my brain. I have mm-hmm. to, you know what I mean? Yep. And it's yeah. like that. There's it's only so, so much, much room, there's only so much room. Yeah. 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 Or CPU of your brain to be right. able to take that stuff in and have to filter that out, which goes back to limiting the people that you surround yourself with. I mean, even going back to during the pandemic, like it's just your family. So you're automatically limited to those people. Mm-hmm. So you lose out on some of the other influences that might be benefiting. That or might be speaking or, peace and joy and all yeah. into you. Or the opposite, I guess, I, at yeah. that point. I grew up in a house uh, where we put our cars in the garage. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy to me that there was people that didn't put their cars in the garage. Mm. That the garages were so full of crap oh, yeah. that they didn't put the cars <laughs> yeah. in the garage. Yeah. We're not judging because 50% of you are that. I, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I just didn't know that that, would, that, you, that was even legal. Uh-huh. I thought like you would get arrested or something. I don't know what I thought, <laughs> but I didn't think you could do that. You know. And so I feel like that's the same way we are with our mind. Like mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about because mm-hmm. I feel like we fill it with a bunch of crap that we can't actually use it what it was meant to be used mm-hmm. for because we've got a bunch of crap in there. Mm-hmm. And so like I feel like even even on top of listening to Jesus music rather than the second music, which makes me a little bit sad because they just made this really awesome sound playlist thing on Spotify, like all the songs that make me smile. And there's Jesus songs in there to be sure, right? Yeah. But, there, but, but there's also like Justin Timberlake songs. I mean, and John Mayer just bringing came sexy back. Yes. <laughs> um, Don't. I can't listen to it for 50 days. You're ruining it. (laughs) I'm a little bit sad to see it. Yes. But I feel feel the same thing can be true about like, if you're not a music intaker, but you're a media intaker, hey, like maybe not like binge this for 50 days. Maybe, maybe you don't need to binge the latest episode or Hidden Valley or whatever you're watching. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like. You know, like maybe you're just watching The Chosen or maybe you're watching something else. Like don't touch by an angel. No, please don't watch that, though. <laughs> like and you can send That's like listening emails to, to me. It's got Michael Electric W. Screaming. Smith yeah. right yeah. now. <laughs> please Sandy don't do Patty. that. See, Sandy <laughs> Patty. We both said that. <laughs> Point of grace. I don't know. There's so many. <laughs> Point of grace. Oh. Well, speaking of, though, I mean, we're going to have an, a pretty amazing playlist coming out. We are. Actually, yeah. speaking of that, um, uh, our friend, uh, what's her name? Casey. Casey. <laughs> is putting together a Life Church staff playlist of Aww. Jesus songs, like our favorites, right? And we're also putting together a book list of staff recommended books that, you know, have meant something to us in our walk. So if you're like, mm-hmm. you know, out there, we're going to get to this list here in a second about the five things that we can do, but mm-hmm. we're trying to think of ways that we can help support you. Because it's one thing to say, you should listen to Jesus music and then not give you recommendations. Yeah. Or you yeah. should read Jesus book. Well, which Jesus book? If, even if you walk into Barnes and Noble, does anyone do that anymore? But if you did, you know, there's like one whole shelf of yeah. Christian books. And some of them got have some... False Not prophet stuff things. in it. Yeah. So you're like, what? So it's yeah. a good idea to yeah. ask someone who's a real Jesus person. Right. Yeah. So I love that you made that list anyway, too. So you were I was going to say this real quick. The what, like what you were saying, Nancy. Like I don't have the space in my brain. I think also in my body. I know we talked to our kids about like what co- the the Bible talks about. Springs of living water can't mm. come out of the same place where there's funky water, right? Mm-hmm. So the stuff you put in that's murky and yucky right. and it fills you, then to think you're going to have joyful, beautiful things coming out of your mouth. No, you're going to have the F word coming out because right. you listen yeah. to music. That's <laughs> F this and, and right. explicits the new norm. And so you're going to have all of the, the sexual stuff in your mind. So what comes out, not even when you're pressed, like pastor said, when, when you're pressed, the pulp comes out, what's in there, mm-hmm. but also just the stupid stuff comes out. And when I think about that, I think that sometimes that becomes a Christian cliche. What you put in comes out, but then we just don't think deeply about it. Mm -hmm. And if we were, like you said, the garage, I love that. But like, if I were to fill a cup and I started with Coca-Cola and then Red Bull, and I'm just adding and then Sprite and then some vodka and I, and like that cup represented me. And it was just, it was all the stuff that whatever it's, you know, a lot of people drink it in itself. It's not sin to drink Coke, like all the different, but then I was like, Oh, I need to get some fresh spring water osmosis in there. And then I just add that. And there's a little area for a little drop on top. And I'm going to listen to my devotional app this morning, but the rest of the day I filled it with all of that. Mm -hmm. You won't see the water. It, It went in and this turned out all these colors and it's filled with all this other stuff. And I think we need to think of ourselves like that. Mm-hmm. I start the day as this, I can start the day as this empty cup and I'm new every morning. What am I going to add all day? Mm-hmm. Because we need the living water. Which, and that's something that I loved. And we, you did it through the pandemic, bright mornings. Like mm-hmm. this is like a little plug for shameless, <laughs> Yay, shameless plug for bright mornings. <laughs> um, but tell me about what bright mornings is like, just 
Super brief. Yeah. Well, Season and I decided to do something that is kind of, it's it's parachurch, meaning we just didn't open it up to the church. We said, if we're going to life coach some ladies, they can choose to do it. They don't have to, but it's, it's a commitment. Every other, every day of the week, we provide five to 10 minutes of a devotional, like real time that mm-hmm. we record right there directly on Marco Polo to our bright ladies. And we have 80 women that every day are, are watching that listening. Cause you can do it as you drive. And we're, we went through the whole old Testament this year mm-hmm. and we're, we just went into Galatians in the new Testament. So we're working through the Bible, kind of taking the Oh, I got to do this on my own out of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we thought early on, like, let's just do it on Facebook. And cause I did that like 31 days in Proverbs mm-hmm. and that's great. But when it's free, it's interesting how people don't <laughs> quite get as into it. And so it's mm-hmm. like 1999 a month. Uh, but those women, like, they're like, I'm paying 20 bucks. You better give me the word. And yeah, we do. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, it has it, what it's done for season. And I is we've had to read our Bible because we have a lesson to mm-hmm. give. Yeah. Yeah. What are the five things? The five things are, do you want to talk about each one? Yeah. The first one is read your Bible every day. Yeah. So we started talking, we talked a little bit about this already. Mm-hmm. The, do, mm-hmm. do we give the name of it? The, the, the name the of the so be it. devotion so be it. is so be it. And now, it's so our, short. That's not our plan, right? That right. was a plan that we found that would last for 50 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pastor so a, found that on version right. and he shared the link. It's a great place to start. Yep. And we have that. We'll have it on our Facebook. Mm-hmm. I mean, the link yeah, and all the, that. We'll put the link right here below this. Oh, cool. Cool. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, I don't know how to do that on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so, but there, I mean, and you can do that one for sure, or you can find another plan, like mm-hmm. you don't, know, or second plans or third plans, or I you can get a Bible that's a, a chronological Bible. Bible and read the Bible in chronological order. Right. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, that's cool. The archaeological Bible is super cool. Yes, the Message Bible, yeah. and don't don't try to read a chapter or a book of the Bible a day. Yeah. So I'm going to do two scriptures today mm-hmm. and, and start in one place, start in Matthew and read all four Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You'll do it in 50 days. If you read a couple scriptures mm-hmm. a day yeah. or, or listen do to Proverbs. It. Yeah. I was going to say, well, to I was helping people. To I love it. to listen to the message as an yes. audio, mm-hmm. like when I'm driving somewhere, cause it feels like there's just some dude next to me mm-hmm. who really knows his Bible and he's paraphrasing the Bible in my language. And for it makes me. sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So you can do that too. Yeah. So just spend time in the word, right? Mm-hmm. Two, two verses at a time, right? Mm-hmm. Even. And so it's just worth doing that. What's number two? Number two, pray and write in a journal every day. Yeah. I feel like people are going to like, this is one of their, I'm not doing that. Right. Cause they don't know how to pray because they think prayer looks like it was when they grew up. And like when father get Bert, on your knees and right, crush your hands, you know, at and your like bed. he had this whole gilded Bible with yeah. red ribbons in it. And that's what he prayed out of. Yeah. So people think that they have to pray like, well, that. and to pray out of it, like that's kind of not the point, right? right. Well, it's not sure. rote prayers. Right. A mm-hmm. prayer is like. And, and really, we should feel like we're praying all day long. Like, yes. oh, I'm walking into this meeting. Mm-hmm. God, I really need you. That was yep. a prayer. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yes, to to prayer journal keeps mm-hmm. us from in our list, in our head, going to another thought. And that's another thing. We talked about this, actually. This is how uh, the what's happening this week got super duper long because it kept, we were <laughs> spitballing ideas here because sometimes I feel like uh, Casey said this. She said, sometimes we journal on our Facebook page. Like we say the things that are yes. in our hearts or mm-hmm. things that we're feeling. Yes things that we're mad about. And then we get it out on Facebook. And the problem is, is that we took that yuck that you were talking about, the crappy mm-hmm. backwater, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? The yeah. backwash of our spirit. <laughs> and we spill that, you know, the phlegm, right. oh, yeah. Yeah. phlegmed all over Facebook. Yeah. And, so then we, and so what if we phlegmed, right? What if we vomited, yes. you know, in our journal? Cause first? God can take it. Yes. People can't. Mm-hmm. Right. And so yeah. then people are going to think like, and then what people, what do people think about people that are like vomiting all the time? People get weary and fatigued and they unfollow you and yes. you don't know it. Right. People. Yeah. Just yep. so you know, yep. they are not so going like, to listen to your rants forever. Hello. Be positive right. and be yes. joyful and be like, I can't tell you the number of times and I'm not trying to be boastful here, but people are like, listen, you, whatever you're doing on Facebook, just keep doing that. Because sometimes that's the only light that I see. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm not trying to say I'm great, but that's because I'm, I'm vomiting somewhere else. Like I yeah. still have the crap, any crap mm-hmm. in me, but you're putting the living water out there. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Not the backwater. So a couple other options on if you're not a journal writer is you could draw or you could do words like six words is your prayer journaling. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow you go back to it and you circle those. Cause you're like, yeah, I really need prayer for yeah. that again. And then you add three more. Like it doesn't always have to be like this. Dwyer Gwendolyn, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. let me just start and make, yeah. Yeah. no, sure. but the other thing is we had a couple ladies who did our bright intensive. It's just a step up and we did more work with them one-on-one. 
and they said, is there, do you guys know of any way I could like, I'm an external processor. I like to talk things out. So like writing is okay. But like when I start to speak it out, God clarifies things in my mind and I get stuff off my chest. And we told them, use your voice memo in your phone, because yeah. if you ever wanted to get it in writing, cause you're like, wow, God gave me a bunch. And I reveal, you could send that to rev.com, rev.com, which we send all of our sermons to mm-hmm. rev.com so we can send the transcripts to prisons. Mm-hmm. And every week we do it. It's not that expensive and you don't even have to do it all the time. But if mm-hmm. you're like, that was a profound thing. I spoke into my phone. Or you have it saved there forever. Yeah. I think to speak it out, a Marco Polo, you know, you have that confidant that you're like, I'm, I'm processing. Now that's not quite the same as prayer, unless you wanted to video yourself and be like, I've got to talk to somebody, but it's going to come out as spewing crud. Yeah. So that's also mm. an option. Yeah. That's a great idea. Three. Give some sort of offering for the next four Sundays. Did you hear me at ties and offerings and say now of the five? Some of you are like, oh, so we preach the message to say, give your yeah. money. Yeah. But isn't yeah. that just, I mean, the devil's been speaking in our ear since uh, Garden of Eden. Like, did God, did, did he really say? Right. So did he have good points or was it really about your, it's mm. like give three pennies, but tithe and then give three pennies because you're in obedience for the tithe you're in sacrifice for the three pennies and you would be more blessed because you gave three pennies over the tithe than if you give 9%, which is not the tithe. That's, that's Mm -hmm. 9%, not 10% of your first fruits, your, your income. And, and that's just a law of the Bible guys. Like I get it. And we've oftentimes in in church said, we don't need your money. God doesn't need your money. We don't need your money. And then people are living a halfway Jesus life going, I'm still struggling years Mm -hmm. later, but they've never put God to the test, which this is the only thing he said, put me to the test. See if I won't do it. Yeah. Right or wrong. I often group these things together of our time, talent, and treasure. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know that I've got biblical context for that. It's just something I believe. I need to take a portion of what I've been giving in time, talent, and treasure and share that with the kingdom or build the kingdom with that. And so it's, it's easy to count my treasure, right? Cause I like, I you know, lick my finger and I peel these off of my big wad of bills, right? And say, here's my 10th of my mm-hmm. treasure. It's mm-hmm. more difficult to do with your talent. Like how do I give a 10th of my talent or even the 10th of my time? And so, but like none of those things are any different than the other. And like when we, because money means so much to us in our culture and our society, it feels so much more painful to give that away. Where if we could live in a culture where, in fact, it was our it was our it was our talent that meant so much, and in fact, money didn't mean anything. Because mm-hmm. I'm a person where money doesn't actually mean that much to me. Like, I mean, like I like money because I like to have things or I like to do things or whatever. But like, I don't like it's not painful for me to give money away. Mm-hmm. We were at. Um, not that this is a lot of money, but we were at church last night and one of the guys that comes in there is a guy named Jason and he brought his son for the first time. He's this little nine-year-old kid and he's super cute. And uh, he came and they were all joking at their table because I kind of like moved from one table to another. And they were joking with Jason because the kid had asked for a comb and Jason's like, you don't need a comb, bro. Just like use your fingers. And like, why wouldn't this kid have a comb? It's not like Jason is poor or anything. Like, why would you not have a, a comb? You know, so we made this big jokey deal. And so when Sean's message started, I ran to the Walgreens and got him like a big bag of combs. You know what I mean? And like, that was $3 and 99 cents. So it's not like the money. Right. But it's right. like, this kid felt seen. Oh, for sure. You know what That's I mean? Like he cool. felt, you know what I mean? So like, and then this guy says, Kate, I think his name is, or some kind of cool name. Anyway, he said how much he loved church, how much he felt like he was a part of it and can't wait to come back. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like mm-hmm. that cost me a bag of combs, mm-hmm. you know, to make this kid feel seen. Mm-hmm. And so like, but Scott, wow. not everybody's like you. Some would say, even when we do things for those in need, I, I mean, I, I, Sean does not struggle with generosity. Yep. I can tend to struggle with, well, what got him in that position that they're so poor <laughs> that the they questions. like, yeah. why are you homeless? What'd you do? Like, yeah. you know, and I can like, I have to like, reel that in. But some probably when we're like, let's give sleeping bags to kids to go to camp or let's give sheets to right. kids, foster kids. They're like, you know how hard I'm struggling yeah. and I'm by, you want me to buy sheets and you know how hard it is for me. And look at this church with all these TVs. That's a heart issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to your point, time, talent, treasure, they're all important, but one can't scratch out the yeah, other. No, yeah, no, for you sure. Don't hear me say you, that. Yeah. yeah. You can't give your talent in place of your treasure, your money, mm-hmm. and you can't give your money and say, I don't ever have to serve. I don't ever have to quit right. my habits and my cussing and mm-hmm. my treating people crappy. Cause I give Cause a lot I of give. money to yeah. the church. Yeah. In fact, there was a guy 
uh, I had a conversation with a guy that said, listen, I'm giving, it's not to my church. I'm giving like through my work to the thing because then they could double it. And like, Hey, that's cool, bro. Keep doing that. You still are commanded to give a tithe to your church. Right. right. The that, local church. Right, there, it's a tithe. Right, Red right. cross. Mm-hmm. You can't tithe. To right. Yeah. Right, that's right. not a tithe, bro. Right. Right. So it's cool. You're giving the Lord a cross. Yep. Like, Good job, buddy. Yep. Right. And I think you should keep doing that, mm-hmm. but you've got a tithe to your church. Mm-hmm. Again, it's mm-hmm. I, like, like me personally, like I don't, I don't make money from the tithe of the church. Like, but like we have to pay rent and I have to mm-hmm. buy food and like, you know, like there's things that have to happen to create a space. And so that's what your money goes for. So you can't look at it and say, oh, well, they get plenty of money because they get these flat screen TVs. Right. You know, like, <laughs> as though like tubes are even an option right now. But like tubes, <laughs> tubes. Yes. But you know what's interesting, though, is that there is a lesson even in giving your tithe to a place that you have skepticism about. Are they going to buy a TV? Are they going to pay toilet paper? Cause that's what we do with your money. Mm-hmm. Are they going to mow the mm-hmm. lawn? Yeah. We're going to spend your tithe on mowing. Mm-hmm. Like yep. there is something about you getting over the fact that that's in fact true. And you don't even know, you don't right. know what that dollar is going to. We right. might put a new air conditioning unit up and you might be like, that's not what I want my money. I want to go feed children in Africa. Well, I'm sorry. We have to get an air conditioner. And I know that we're really, we're a first world that we mm-hmm. get all this stuff. There is, so, there is a lesson in you releasing your money and it was never yours, the first 10, yep. and really releasing it and saying, okay, next level is, again, it was never really mine. Right. And when mm-hmm. I release it, you could give your your money to a church that are the biggest scam artists, that everybody on staff goes and takes bills out and puts it in their pocket, which we don't do. But no, you, yeah, could, you, could, you could be that church that the offering goes back and everybody takes the money out. You mm-hmm. could do that, and God would still see you through. He mm-hmm. would still bless you. You'd still be able to test God. Once it leaves your hand in your pocket, there is no transaction between you and the local church. It's between you and God. That's a lesson in just releasing. I hope I'm not speaking wow. out of turn. I know we got one more to cover, but I was having a front conversation with my friend, Sean, and we were talking about my your, Sean. Yep. Okay. We were talking about your kids <laughs> and he was talking about how he wishes his kids responded better to his parenting or to his fatherhood. Mm-hmm. And I was like, brother, like, you're not going to be accountable for that. You're not going to get there. And God's mm-hmm. going to ask you what you did to your kids or with your kids or said to your kids or how you supported your kids and then hold you accountable for how they responded to that. Mm-hmm. And you're not responsible for their responses. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is true in how we give, right? Like you give because this mm-hmm. is where you go to church. Mm-hmm. Like you believe in what this church is doing. You believe in what this church has done for you. You believe in how this church is walking with you on the Jesus journey. And so that's why you give to this church. Like what they do with it, that's, I mean, it's got nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm I'm not saying that that sounds like, again, you could point, you could paint a Joel Osteen kind of story around that. Oh, so you're going to buy a jet now, brother? Are you going to get caps on your teeth? Although I wish I had caps on my teeth. I don't (laughs) smile because I hate my teeth. But I'm not going to do, like, a bake sale or a fundraiser or anything for that. But my point is, is that, like, it's easy to paint that. It's easy to be skeptical or whatever that, cynical about it Mm -hmm. and say, oh, I see. So I'm not supposed to ask you questions about what you're doing with my money? Well, I mean, you could ask all the questions you want. And, like, if you're a giver, we'll answer those questions. Mm -hmm. But that's not not the point of the transaction is that your money gets assigned the way you think it should be assigned. Because, yeah, there's kids that are starving in Africa. And, yeah, we help the kids starving. But right now, we need to provide a place where people can come and be comfortable and find Jesus, just like you found Jesus Mm here. So we have to create that space. And that takes chairs and lights and an air conditioner and, you know, goldfish crackers. And I would just say that if Sean and I were attending a church where we even suspected the pastor is a false prophet, he's an adulterer, right? he's a liar, a cheat, and he's about to go to jail. I'm telling you, if that was our local church and we kept giving our tithe, God would still bless us and have our back and provide for us regardless of that. Dude, I was going to yeah. swear. No, regardless of that man, regardless of the church, if it's gone off the rails, this is a transaction between you and God. Yep, mm-hmm. Now, once you leave that church and maybe he is an adulterer and you're like, we can't be a part of that. You leave, you go find a local, mm-hmm. but it's never your responsibility for, for right. even the pastor, let alone the church. Okay. So we, saw, we talked about tithing. No, we talked about tithing oh. this whole time, but what we're asking here on number four, step four oh, is yeah. above that tithe mm-hmm. in the next four weeks. Like try to find a numerical equivalent of how you feel like God's blessed you or God's Mm -hmm. been faithful for you, or you've been drawn closer to him and like say, what's like the numerical value of that? I'm dropping that in the bucket. Mm -hmm. I'm one time texting to give that I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the offering that we're talking about. Because that's where the stories come from, because that's that sacrifice Mm -hmm. above the obedient tithe. 
that's where God really goes, oh, yay, this is right. the part that if they were the going to say, part. I gave $92 and I got 9208 in my mailbox the mm-hmm. next day. That's the kind of cool stories God's trying to prove himself with. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, number five. So be faithful in the tithe first. Right. Yes. And yes. That was actually number three. Oh my gosh, we gotta get going. Okay. Why are you reading so slow? (laughs) Sorry, my bad. Nancy is trying to move us along. I'm pretty sure I didn't have anything to say about offering. Um, But it's fun when you give and then you see the fruits of being faithful for Mm -hmm. that. Um, Number four, listen to only Jesus music for the next 50 days. I feel like we talked about it. Lauren Daigle, she's really good. Yeah, Lauren Daigle is really good. She's the Adele of Christian. She She is. Do you guys know I saw her when I went to to Nashville? Or Lauren? Lauren Daigle. She's so little and cute. And she's she? holding the baby of another Christian artist. I was Sandy like, Patty. are we in Christian? She was Nicole not holding Sandy. Sandy Patty's like a grandma. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> anyway, I was supposed yeah, to go to the Lauren Daigle concert. Yeah, but it got canceled because of COVID. Yeah. 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 We were trying Sad. to go into Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh. We had, com- we had improv. He's the kicker for the comedy. He's a comedian. I'm just kidding. I know he oh. is, but Sebastian Janikowski is the kicker. Oh, gotcha. For, like, I'm so proud of myself. I can say man of skill. <laughs> That's impressive. Okay. That so was, that music, was it. If you don't, if you're Jesus not into Christian music. music, if you can't stomach it, right. If you can't, like, if that's too much for you, you could also listen to podcasts. Like what if you just didn't listen to, you oh, know, you're your, not a music mm-hmm. person, right? If you're not a music person and especially a Christian music person, like it's either Bruno Mars or bust. Right. So right. then yeah. like maybe not, then listen that's to a, a podcast. Idea. And one of the things that we've done here, like you don't have to listen to life church podcast, but I feel like our podcasts are really good. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I'm on every one of them. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and so his like, voice is very relaxing. Anyway, but like find a, find a great podcast. Like, there's a thousand mm-hmm. bajillion podcasts. And Ask a be Jesus something. person what yeah. to read. Ask a Jesus mm-hmm. person what to yeah, listen to. Okay, number mm-hmm. five. Number five, read one Jesus book. Yeah. Mm. So Sean had mentioned yesterday in his sermon, The Hope Quotient by Pastor Ray Johnston. Ray Johnston. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the staff is going to read. Mm-hmm. And like there's other people we sold a, we sold out of all of our copies. All 50 yeah. sold. Yeah. 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 And so like, you could definitely read that. But there's also other books you could read. In fact, our staff is putting together a list of staff recommendations for books. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find that link uh, right here uh, along with the studio notes. Oh, look, it's already there. And so it, can, it comes up as a wish list, but that's not yes. because we want you to buy it for us. That's just so you can see the book and you can still buy it there and then send it to yourself. Yeah, and so send you don't it have, to yourself. Yeah. And so it's these are, a really great list of books. It really is. Like, and it goes from super simple to uh, Pastor Barry. Yeah, style. Pastor Barry. Yeah, <laughs> Pastor Barry picked a very uh, yeah Dietrich Bonhoeffer book about discipleship, and that's heavy. <laughs> Look at who Lifted. does it say who suggested it on the wish list? It doesn't. Oh, that would help. Maybe we should add that. People will be like, oh, I like that Pastor Barry dude, man. He talks so deep. You're right. like, my God. And he always says it in threes, right? Yes. I'm like, he's pretty good. Yeah. Like, yes. I just listened to the last podcast he did um, with you. But what I think is interesting is that a lot of those come from our pastoral staff, which means they, as a pastor, some of that was required reading for where they went to college or the pastor they first served. And it was probably that pastor's favorite. And most of those, when I looked at those, I'm like, ah, that's where DJ got started. Oh, that's where Abby got started. Like most of them are like the foundational thing that was life shifting. It wasn't their favorite this last year. Right. Rarely did I see yeah. any that it was like, yeah. oh, my favorite this year. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so they're major. It, I put on, on our thing, I said, read at least one Jesus book. Like, so like if you want to make it hope quotient, definitely do that. But if you want to read two, there's other books in there mm-hmm. that aren't, you know, 600 pages where you could get through it. And it's just like, mm-hmm. there's really great stuff in there for you, no matter, not just simple or complex, but even like where you are in your Jesus journey, mm-hmm. stuff that's like for early on and stuff that's for the middle stages and some that's for like the, you know, I don't want to say advanced stages, but like, I'm like more thought out stages mm-hmm. or more, I don't know, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And so it's a great list of books. And so we'll actually put those in the sermon. Notes. I want to mention one that I didn't see made it. And I wouldn't say it's the one I would say for all to read, but fresh wind, fresh fire by Jim Cimbala. That one is about being immersed in the Holy Spirit, yeah. and it was it's life changing and very foundational in learning about the Holy Spirit. I think so. Fresh wind, fresh fire is awesome. Uh, there was well, love does for a very light read. If you're yeah. like, I'm going to read six of them, and love does that that is very elementary and simple, but awesome. And I don't think it made the list because again, we're probably thinking what's the one that changed everything. And for me, it was circle maker. Yeah. For me, love does should have been on the list, right? Cause I mean, it's my license plate. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, it's everywhere. It's half my passwords. And like, while it light, I felt like that exposed that doubled down on what I come to learn from my experience here at life church, this different way of looking at Jesus as not a, a religious figure, but as like a, 
a personal friend and hero. Mm -hmm. Like that's a whole different way to look at it. And so Bob Goff does such a great job of saying, and this is what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And so if you've not read Love Does, definitely go and read Love Does mm -hmm. because it's, it's a, that is a difference maker. Mm -hmm. Maybe we so. should add a couple of those. Yeah. To we list. could. Yeah. We yeah. could add those. Yeah. Symbol is spelled like a symbol. I feel like that's old school. Aww. That's like 90s. Oh, oh it's yeah. old school. That is. Also, Simple Church was so good, but I'm like, well, see, why would I do that? You guys aren't like pastors, but, um, or not Simple Church. It was called something else. And it was, uh, was it Bill Hybels. Oh. And, you know, sometimes. Can we read Bill Hybels books? That's what I was going to say. Sometimes the greatest of pastors, I mean, Ravi Zachariah, he right. died and then it came out that he was, had prostitutes right. and. My gosh. And, and, um, Bill Hybels, I mean, he built GLS right. and we're going to be at that conference that right. now Craig Rochelle's in charge of, and he totally was a butthead, but yeah. here's what I would say. And let's end the podcast on this. Shall we? Yeah. I will say this. And Sean said this a month or so ago in a sermon, it was so good. It was that we don't have to, when a relationship goes wrong, or let's say our pastor or a pastor fails us, we don't have to negate the entire relationship. Because they, we can, we learned things from it. There were good times and we don't mm -hmm. have to just throw it all out as that's all bad because we want to do, and I'm going to, I'm going to put this chapter in my book. The Disney effect is we're looking for the villain and we're looking for the prince or the princess, but we don't want to see anything in between. We want to categorize. Right. And mm -hmm. I think there are books out there that the guy or the girl messed up and we want to throw them completely away. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate because the enemy went, oh, I can take down tens of thousands of people right. and they're thinking because this person failed. So I went after them. King David, the devil was after him. He failed and he got to get a comeback. In our society, we don't usually get to get a comeback. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, so, yeah, a lot of great books. But ask a Jesus friend who's very solid. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like what you just said is like the very definition of baby in bathwater, right? Like mm -hmm. you don't yeah. like just take the yeah. whole tub and dump it out the window, right. right? You take the baby out and then you dump the dirty bathwater. With the like, poop in it. Right, with the poop no, in it. The you soup, because that's what baths are. The form and poop. Anyway, thanks for joining us. Underwear, underwear, underwear. If they don't know what we're talking about, they need to watch what's they happening. You should watch. be watching what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. On Facebook. Hey, thanks for joining us for this episode of Chew on That. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love it if you would rate and review this. on However you're listening to this, whatever your favorite podcast platform is, rate and review it because the more people who rate and review it, the more people will end up seeing it. We'd also love it if you shared it with a friend because then even more people will see it. We think it's worth listening to. And so we thank you for joining us. We hope you join you. Nope. We hope you join us. Hang on. We hope that you join us again next time. For now, this is Scott Eastman. This is Chew on That.